Hey guys, welcome back to the You Make the Scene podcast. My name is Josh. This is episode number 21. This week on the episode, I speak with Kyle and Tyler of the band Make Out. Um, had a great conversation with the guys. It did take place a couple of weeks ago um, before the coronavirus um, suspension of tours and postponement of everything and all the lockdowns and, and stay-at-home orders and things like that. So we do talk about the upcoming tour um, in this episode. However, that tour has currently been postponed. Um, the new dates have not been announced yet, Um at the time of this posting anyway. And so, you know, we're going to keep our eye on that. We will definitely share that and try to, you know, broadcast as much as we can about it as soon as it does get released with new dates and everything. But aside from that, we had an amazing conversation with the guys uh, talking about new music, talking about working with um, Travis Barker and the process that they're going through with the the band lineup changes and just kind of where they're all at right now. So don't want to take up a ton of your time with the intro here. Uh, this conversation is a lot of fun and I want to jump right into that. So here is our conversation with Kyle and Tyler of the band Make Out. Hello, this is Kyle. Hey Kyle, it's Josh over at You Make the Scene. How you doing, man? Hey, good, man. How you doing, Josh? Not too bad. I literally just was scrambling. I was getting everything set up, and I'm like, okay, you know, like, got the mic and everything, and then I started looking through my email, and Mike never sent me your phone number, and I was like, oh, shit. So, <laughs> oh, no. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, man. How's it going? It's going really well, dude. It's got some nice weather over here in uh, Illinois. I'm sitting outside in the sun and just enjoying the day. It's good. Well, maybe we'll get that tomorrow. I'm based over about an hour north of Indianapolis. Oh, okay, yeah. Not too far. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully we'll get that tomorrow. Uh, yeah, it's a little chilly, but the sun's out, and that's all I, that's all I can ask for. So it's yeah, good. Yeah, man. It, it, I think it was, it was yesterday. It got up to like 60 here, and it was just the most beautiful thing that had ever happened. <laughs> I know. My, my, uh, my friend and I went for a walk, and we were saying how funny it is that like 60 degrees, like we all like just like celebrate whereas you know people in florida are that's like cold for them yeah yeah so like (laughs) i've got some friends out in california and like well even my friend in arizona just bitched the other day she was like uh you know it's cold i have to break out the jacket and i'm like what's cold and she was like it's like 64 i was like man that's shorts and a hoodie weather for us in the midwest yeah i know that's like a perfect day for us so yeah so it's been good man good good um Obviously, we, we've got a lot to talk about, you know, with the the band transitions and all for sorts sure. of stuff going on, right? Yeah, for sure. I know initially in the email, um, they asked if Tyler and I both wanted to jump on. Um, I'm not sure if you preferred that, but I know Tyler's available as well if you want to loop him, him in here. Uh, I mean, if you want to try to conference call him in, I'm fine with that. That's totally cool. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, let me see if I can get him on. I'm going to click over real quick. Yeah, you're fine. Okay. Hey, yeah, Josh. Yep. Cool. Sorry about that. No worries, man. All right, let me merge him in. Let's see if this works. All right. All right, cool. Tyler, you're on the line with Josh. All right, what's up, Josh? Hey, man, how's it going? So, um, 
basically, I, I was talking to, to Mike about you guys and the lineup change and all that. So, um, yeah, just thought it'd be cool to, to kind of let fans hear from you guys and um, let them know kind of what the new direction is and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, thanks for having us on, man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, we appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, what we're going to start with is every interview question that's ever happened to you guys, and that is your names and what you do in the band. Cool. Um, I'm Kyle. I'm the new lead singer, and I play rhythm guitar. And uh, I'm Tyler, and I play the lead guitar. Awesome. Um, so for people that aren't aware, let's give a little bit of the background of kind of your personal background within music, and then we can get into some of the background within the band. Awesome. Tyler, you want to start? Um, yeah, sure. Um, so, yeah, I've been uh, playing in bands since I was a teenager. Um, like my first real band that I started playing shows, I was about 16. Um, and then, yeah, I just uh, never gave it up, you know? And, uh, you know, I'm going to be turning 30 this year, so I've been at it for like a long time now. And, uh, yeah, really stoked to uh, have gotten make out back together after some bumps in the road. But, uh, you know, I really think our, our new songs are stronger than ever. And uh, we're really looking forward to just getting back out there in uh, April. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, Tyler and I have been doing it about the same amount of time. Um, his old band was called Trophy Wives. And uh, I played in some bands growing up as well. My first band was called The Frantic. Uh, and then I played in another pop band called The Fall Four. But, um, yeah, you know, when Tyler and I met, it was cool that we both are, you know, basically the same age. We grew up on a lot of the same bands, and he was doing it on the East Coast, and I was doing it in Chicago. And now we've been able to, you know, combine efforts and keep makeup moving. Awesome. So we don't have to get super deep in the, the uh, you know, the history of makeout, but... Like you said, there, there's been some some issues in the band previously, and you've kind of been able to revitalize it with the, the new lineup. Um, let's talk a little bit about just, like, what the mindset and what you guys want to perform um, moving forward with the band. Yeah, for sure. We're, uh, I mean, it's still make out, so, you know, we're trying to keep the same sound, the same energy, like, if you saw Make Out in the past, um, you know, our new live show is really not going to be that far off from what it used to be. Um, it's just, you know, we have a couple new guys, obviously, but we're, uh, you know, we decided to ultimately not change the band name because we're still going for the same sound and the same feel and the same, you know, high intensity live show that we always have. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, just kind of putting a little, a little spin on it. Um, and making it our own and uh we're just looking forward to just putting our heads down and just continue to grind you know we're just trying to put the past behind us and just move on with the with the new lineup and just start over uh, essentially start over <laughs> yeah great um so kyle i'll ask this one of you what's it like coming into a band that had a you know a pretty good following and now you're kind of in that position where some of the old songs are obviously going to be retired and things like that, but 
you know, trying to, to mold into that feel? Uh, yeah, at first it was definitely something that uh, it was like a transition period where um, I didn't really know what my place was going to be in a band, if they wanted me to just sing or, if, you know, there was going to be collaboration on writing. And um, Tyler's been really great with letting not only me, but also our bassist, AJ, just feel like, you know, true members of this band. And we've been all writing together as a unit. Um, and... I feel like, like I said earlier, that we, we grew up liking the same style of music and it's just felt very natural. Like when Tyler and I write, we're both pretty much always on the same page. And uh, so it's definitely gotten easier as we've gotten to know each other and as we've been working together for a little bit longer now. Awesome. And Tyler, for you, you know, being one of the kind of founding members of the band, what's it like having to go through that lineup change and you know, there was a period of uncertainty with if it was even going to continue um, as make out or as a band in general. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. It was uh, it was pretty hard at first. Uh, I was pretty down on myself um, and just like in a in a pretty poor mental state overall. Because um, you know we had some I don't want to say controversies, but we just we had some difficulties in the past. Um, with our, you know, with our old members and whatnot. So, you know, having that all haunting behind us and, and just Scott and I wanting to just keep playing shows, um, it was tough at first, but then, you know, AJ, our new bassist, kind of just fell into our laps. He's somebody that we knew from, um, we spent a lot of time with on Warp Tour because his old band uh, was on the same stage as us in Warped uh, 2018. Uh, so I spent a lot of time with AJ over that summer. Um, and we had met a bunch of times in the past. So he kind of just fell right into our lap and I was like, okay, so now we only need a singer. Um, and after a bunch of searching, you know, just Kyle, Kyle was just the right fit. Um, it just felt really good. Uh, he's an amazing singer. He rips on guitar. Uh, he's everything that we were looking for, um, you know, to replace Sam. So uh, when that happened, we kind of just all knew that it was going to work. And, uh, and here we are. Awesome. Thanks, bro. <laughs> that was a really good plug, you know? <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Awesome. <laughs> um, so let's talk about kind of the diversity of, of the music scenes. You guys are kind of spread out all across the country. Um, so how does that play in with the writing process and, and what the sounds are that you guys are, you know, kind of bringing to the table? Um, yeah, well, I mean, I... Uh not to toot my own horn, but I've been getting pretty good at recording lately. <laughs> um, this is true. I, I can plug you since you, you did the same for me. He's been, uh, yeah. He's been grinding away over there. It gets better and better every time. Um, so yeah, it's just been, just been writing a ton of stuff and, you know, I always send it to Kyle and I'm like, yeah, what do you think about putting vocal? Like, what do you think for vocals over this and stuff like that? So, you know, we're constantly like sending new little blips of things back and forth. Uh, and then uh, when we have time to, to get together, uh, AJ conveniently owns a studio out in Chicago. So we'll go spend some time in there just like taking the tracks that I already have or, um, you know, some rough draft ideas. And we'll kind of like flesh them out, give, Ty, uh, give Kyle the chance to do some vocals over them and we'll flesh out some lyrics. And uh, yeah, so it's, it's kind of been a slower process, I guess, because um, if we were a little bit closer, we'd probably get more done. But um, 
but yeah, you know, we have, you know, we have three songs that we did with Travis Barker that are ready to go. Um, we have a, several other, we have like four other songs that are, are pretty much fleshed out, demoed out. And then I probably have another dozen or so ideas that are kind of in more of a rough draft state, but, um, yeah, you know, we're still, we're getting stuff done. So it's, it's been slow going, but we're, we're making progress. Awesome. Yeah. We've had a couple writing trips together as well. Like, um, and then, you know, whenever we are all in the same place, we tend to take a couple days. Like if Tyler flies out to Chicago for, uh, like just recently we had a Chicago show and we'll usually set aside a day or two to all just write and demo stuff out while we're together. So make the most of it. For sure. And kind of what's your guys' approach to writing? I know there's, you know, obviously millions of different approaches, but some bands it's all about the music first and then putting lyrics that fit it or are you more of a let's write a song you know lyrically and then find the music to to match i think tyler and i are both music guys first um it's just the natural way we do it but it's always different sometimes you'll just be in the shower and you'll have a a melody that comes to you or you'll hear something in a movie or whatever and you're like oh that would make a great lyric and um it's always different, but I would say that Tyler and I usually do music first. Cool. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But yeah, sometimes it just all comes at once. Yeah. Right, which has happened. Yeah, awesome. So a little bit, you know, still on that subject with like technology. I know uh, less than Jake, actually, they don't really meet up until it's time to record either. With all the technology, like you said, it may be a little slower, but is it like a necessity, do you feel like, to have to be in the same room to, to track? Uh, yeah, it's not necessarily a necessity, but there's definitely a better vibe when we're all in the same room and you can bounce ideas back and forth, you know. I think we prefer yeah, that. For sure. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, too. It just, it's kind of easier when we're all together because um, sometimes, you know, we'll have different ideas on how to approach something. Um, and when you're sitting in the same room with another, it's really easy to just be like, hey, try this real quick. And then, you know, those ideas, a lot of the time, end up being, like, the ideas that are the keepers. Um, right. So it, it's just easy to, it's easier to be together, for sure. Awesome. Right. But even just, like, voice memos on, on the iPhone, like, sometimes I'll be driving and just Tyler will send me an idea, and no matter where I'm at, I can just send him, like, a quick melody or, or whatever. Um, so we definitely do have that to our benefit. Yeah. Um, so you've already talked a little bit about some of the stuff you have planned in, in song and whatnot. Um, how soon can, can fans expect a new single from you guys? Or are no, you allowed uh, to talk about it yet? <laughs> no, we're, uh, we're working on getting one out. So we're leaving for tour. Our tour starts on April 2nd, and we should, as long as everything is going according to plan, we'll have a song out right around that same time. So Awesome. Um the plan and obviously it can always change is the plan for this to be an album or are you going ep and let people kind of get a feel and taste for the new lineup uh right now we just have a couple singles ready to go um and we're actively you know working towards that's kind of where we're letting the plans shift if they need to um we haven't quite decided if we're going to do an ep or a full length yet um but we definitely have some songs that are that we want to get out there um and then we'll see where that takes us awesome uh let's talk about the tour a little bit how many days you know like where are you going to be is it a a midwest tour a east coast 
it's full U.S. tour. It uh, starts April 2nd is the first date, right, Tyler? Yep. Uh, and then uh, we finish up around May 10th, I believe. I should probably get my facts straight here. <laughs> yeah, you got it right. You got it right. <laughs> cool. So uh, it's pretty long. It's full U.S. Um, missing a couple states, but we'll try and hit those ones on the next run. Awesome. Um, within you, you guys' kind of dynamic, um, and I guess we've kind of touched on it, but would you say that the plan um, for the new music is to kind of leave the old album in the past? You know what I mean? Like, not that you're not proud of the, the work that you did, but just to, to really be, you know, this is us now and move forward. Yeah, um, so I think the idea behind the singles is, you know, everybody wants to hear our new singer. Um, so we're really just trying to get something out as quick as we can uh, for all the fans just to let them know, like, hey, you know, here's what you can expect. Here's what we're going to sound like. Um, but um, we're definitely going to be playing a bunch of the old stuff on the tour, as well as some of the newer songs. Um, so it'll be a good mix of, of both uh, moving forward for now anyway, until we have, uh, you know, an EP or a, a full length ready to go. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I know a lot of the fans love uh, the first record, as do I. So um, I don't think there's any plan of like leaving those in the past, but we we definitely are really excited about the new songs that we have too. So, like Tyler said, it's it's just going to be a natural progression of, you know, keeping keeping a little bit of both. Yeah, great. Um, let's talk a little bit about the. You guys might be one of the perfect bands to to talk about this with. Um, mental health within the, the music industry and especially the, the kind of pop punk emo genre, um, going through those trials and tribulations like you guys have, uh, from both of your separate bands and in the past and everything, how does that affect you mentally, you know, moving forward and kind of, what do you do to cope with that? Um, it's great. You asked that actually on our, our upcoming tour, um, we're going to be out with say, you, uh, say we can fly and, um, we're going to do a, uh, a meet and greet VIP that's all based around mental health. And we're basically creating a sanctuary for, for kids to come and just talk and express what they're going through. And, uh, so we're, um, we're definitely the right band to ask about that. Um, I personally, just a couple of years ago before joining the band, I went through like my first real times of depression and anxiety. And I'd never really known what that was. Um, and I actually considered giving up music for a good year or two. I, I wasn't actively pursuing music. And, um, for me, I needed to take that time to just get my head right and just clear my head and, and figure out what it was that I wanted in life. And that's when I was able to get re-inspired and that's when the makeup thing happened. So I, I don't think I would have been ready for the opportunity if I didn't take that time to get my head straight. Awesome. Yeah, and like uh, like I was saying before, um, I don't know the, you know, it's kind of weird because things were going pretty well for the band um, before we lost our last singer, um, but you know we kind of we had a song that that came out that didn't really go over too well, um, and we got a lot of we got a lot of shit for it. Um, and the worst part was is, the, is that we got, you know, it wasn't the song that we wanted to put out. It was uh, something that, like, we fought against putting out and fought against our management and stuff, but it was ultimately it wasn't up to us. 
uh, to put that song out. So then when we got such negative feedback on it, that, that really hurt, you know? Like, it was really draining. And um, I think that's one of the main reasons why Sam did end up leaving was just because a lot of the stuff that, the bad stuff that happened to us was just kind of out of our control, yet we were the ones that had to deal with the repercussions. Um, and so that definitely took its toll on a lot of us. Um, it, it was really hard uh, dealing with that for a while. Um, and then I kind of think that, our old singer leaving was like a blessing in disguise because it kind of let Scott and I break free from past stigma. And, um, I mean, there was a point where we didn't even know if we were going to keep the band going and stuff. And that was rough too. But like I said, once, once we got the band back together and we got the new guys, it just kind of reignited the flame in me and I, I've been spending a lot more time just focusing on writing music and recording and um, yeah it's kind of it was tough but I've been using this this time of um, growth to to really grow my mental health as well and just focus on blocking out the noise and just getting down to what I love doing the most which is just like writing and recording music and it's been really great to be able to just spend a lot of time focusing on that and it's really made me feel a lot better yeah awesome for sure awesome and, and not uh, just to touch on one more thing is not only our own mental health but being abandoned like in this digital age in 2020 where we're all on social media um it, it's actually really crazy to see how many of our fans are going through similar things um and and that's it's actually really great that we have that ability to connect with them through Twitter or Instagram. And, um, just, you know, when, when you hear them say that like our music or any other band's music has helped them or saved their life, it's like, that's, that's ultimately like the bigger purpose in all of this. Like, obviously we love playing music, but if we're able to connect with some people and, and help them in any way, uh, then that's a much bigger achievement. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I kind of want to play on on one thing that was brought up in there, and it's something that I've talked to several you know musicians about, and um, I did an interview with uh, the outreach manager at To Write Love on Our Arms, and we kind of touched on it, and that's social media, uh, you know, and kind of the the negativity and toxicity that can be involved in it, but at the same time, you know, it's a double-edged sword because there's also so much potential to have those open and honest conversations. How do you guys feel about, you know, we'll start with the negative side, you know, I think a lot of fans, and I use the word fans just as a music, you know, in general, sure. but, um, you know, a lot of people don't, I don't think fully understand that on the other side of that, that screen name is the actual person. So they, you know, say stuff that can be really hurtful and they never say it to your face but because it's behind a keyboard and behind a screen, you know, it, it opens that door. Um, kind of, I guess, Definitely. what do you guys do to to deal with that or to kind of manage the emotion around it? Yeah, it blows my mind sometimes when I, like, just happen to read through a thread and I, I see, not even just in the music world, but just in general on social media, like, the negativity and, and the hate that's out there. Um, I know I personally am able to block it out, but some people might not able to do that as well uh tyler I, I, what would you say to that yeah i i mean i've just making i've been making an active effort to just disconnect more um 
I think that, you know, with what I was saying before with the mental health and, and me finding my outlet for it by writing and recording music, like I, I spend more time doing what I love to do now and try to block and just don't spend as much time on social media doing all that stuff. And then you, you kind of notice as you don't use it as much, you don't see the negativity as much. And then therefore, I don't know, I feel a lot better not sure. like being on and exposed to all that stuff all the time. Yeah, for sure. Something I've learned just along the way and with age is like, you know, people that are, are usually saying those types of things are more than likely going through something themselves. Um, and a lot of the time they're just looking for someone to blame or, or a place to, you know, express their anger. So I try and keep that in mind, um, you know, and just learn to forgive people and kind of uh, put yourself in their shoes before you react. Not that that makes it okay, but it, it makes it easier to accept and understand where people are coming from sometimes. Well, yeah, and I, I think uh, we'll do a super throwback here. Uh, Breakfast Club is a, a great example of that with Judd Nelson's character is, you know, the big bully but come to find out he's getting beat at home by his dad and cigarettes put out on him and stuff. And it's like, just exactly. because that person is the one acting out towards you doesn't mean they're not a victim somewhere else, you know? For sure. 100%. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So I, I think overall, if we can all learn to, to view things like that, you know, and just be more understanding of people, hopefully it would uh, help to, to uh, deplete some of that negativity out there. Yeah. Yeah. Just we need to be more empathetic. That's what it comes mm -hmm. down to. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, so now the flip side of that, the positives of social media, you know, bands nowadays are, are so easily accessible and can access their fans so much easier than, you know, bands in the 80s and, and whatnot. Uh, what's it like for you guys to be able to do that, you know, to, to hear stories through Twitter, Instagram, whatever, and be able to respond to, to fans directly? I mean, that's that's what keeps us going, you know. Despite all the negative stuff in there, and um, there is a lot of good that comes out of it. And uh, you know, like Kyle was saying before, if if we can just help even just a couple people, that that makes it all worth it, you know. And so, I guess with the social media stuff, it just makes it easier to hear those stories than it necessarily would have been in the past. Um, because you constantly have people reaching out via comments and, and messages and stuff telling you their story. And, um, you know, you have to be willing to listen, um, because, you know, they, they got something from your music and ultimately we wouldn't be here without them. So it's, it's a give and take. And, um, you know, if we can, if we can help anybody, that's, it's ultimately just the best feeling. Um, it keeps, keeps me going anyway. For sure. And even branching away from like, you know, just the mental health and stuff, it's a band like Make Out is, I, I always say that the fans of this band are the, the strongest asset that we have. It's like, um, not only are we able to connect with them, but they can also give recommendations and tell us, you know, give us feedback of like, hey, we hope you guys play this song on the tour or, hey, we like this merch design. It's like for any band or brand, you really have a direct line to, to who your customers are and, and what they're looking for and what they love about your, your business. So um, that's been awesome just to see the feedback that they've given. Yeah, and I think that's something, you know, like you're saying that older bands, if you will, you know, back in 80s, 90s, whatever, you just had to base it on 
what sold at shows or whatever. Sure. But, but now, like you said, there, you can put up like a teaser picture of, hey, we're thinking about dropping this, and then tell instantly, you know, is this worth us putting our money into? Absolutely. It used to be just like record sales. Oh, where were we selling? But now we can make a post that says, hey, what city should we tour in? And suddenly you've got however many comments up there and, and you can realize where your demographic is. Uh, so it definitely makes it easier as, for, for touring bands. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's talk a little bit about like the merch side and, and things like that. I recently did an interview with um, a guy named MC Lars and I've talked to him a bunch on Warp Tour and stuff over the years, and he's a, a nerdcore rapper. And uh, he makes the, the joke, but it's also a very serious statement, that he is a t-shirt salesman that happens to rap. Does it sometimes <laughs> yeah, feel like awesome. that being in a band? It's so true, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're just a clothing line. We're a clothing <laughs> line that makes songs. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, there's a band called Grayscale that's in the, the pop punk scene that's doing mm -hmm. a great job of that too. I mean, um, oh yeah, they're know. taking it to the next level. Yeah, they uh, wasn't it on Warp Tour that their their entire tent just looked like a retail shop basically. They had like yeah, it was pretty cool. They had like clothes yeah, had, lines like, out there and yeah, they had clothes on hangers and like you'd walk into their tent and it would be set up like a if you were walking into a storefront, uh, you know. If you're just walking to any clothing store, they yeah. just have like shelves set up with like miscellaneous little things and all these racks with different t-shirts and sizes and stuff. It was, it was pretty wild to see. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, people are always so quick to say that there's not money in the music industry because record sales are, are dead, but you just got to adapt and, and find new ways to keep going. And merchandise is definitely um, one of the top things that bands are, you know, where their money is coming from and they're able to keep going. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, that was one thing that Lars and I talked about is, you know, people say there's not money in Spotify and, and whatnot, and it's nowhere near what record sales used to be, obviously, but you still have some, you know, trickle income, if you will, from that. But, you know, the direct, I guess the thing that he, he brought up on Warp Tour was he would much rather give away his music for free if it meant that people would come to his show and potentially buy a shirt or just enjoy the music um, yeah. rather than, you know, have to charge everybody to, to even get that exposure. 1,000% agree. I yeah. think that is a new model. And if you're not on board with that, you're probably getting left behind. For sure. Um, so you said you've, you've done some work with Travis Barker. Um, obviously anybody in the pop punk you know scene or emo scene he's a living legend right so what's it like to be able to say that you know we've done music with travis barker or that he's had a hand in it's wild it's funny it i was like talking i was talking to one of my friends who's just like he's not in the music industry at all he just works like a normal nine-to-five job and stuff like that um and i was telling him about how we just recorded songs with Travis Barker, and he, he's just like, you know, that's insane, right? Like, <laughs> you're just—he's <laughs> like, does it ever get old to you, or is, is it? Do you still realize how insane that is? And I was like, yeah, I know, it, it's pretty wild. <laughs> but it, it, it hits me like every, you know, once a week. I'm like, holy cow, that's that's nuts. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so he actually, um, Travis was involved a little bit on our first record. So how that happened was. 
we did our first record with John Feldman, and at the time he had just done Blink 182's California. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had a pretty good relationship there. So there was uh, <clears throat> there was a couple days where he had Travis come in and help us write some songs. So there's a couple parts on the record actually that were tracked by by Travis, like in uh, one of our songs called "You Can't Blame Me" in the bridge part. That's actually Travis playing and stuff. So uh, we kind of had that relationship from the first record. Um, and then uh, when we knew we needed to do some more songs, he's been doing a lot of producing lately, um, so it just seemed like a pretty natural fit to, to get in there with Travis and do some more some more stuff. Awesome. How intimidating and, is it to meet him, especially in a studio like that? You know what I mean? Um, honestly, he's a really down-to-earth guy. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't make it like weird at all. He's just like, hey, you know, what's up, man? Like, really like how these songs are sounding. Like, let's work on some stuff, let's do this, let's do this. He's just, it's just like any other person, um, except it's Travis Barker, and he just sits there and <laughs> plays drums on his practice pad the entire time while you're working on the, the songs. <laughs> yeah, he, he played uh, drums on a couple of our new songs as well as producing. Um, one of the craziest things for me is just seeing him playing along, knowing that my voice is, is in his headphones. It's like... Just, uh, that's a surreal moment for sure. Yeah. You know, it's one of those, they say never meet your hero type things, but like, I've heard that about him before that he's super humble and there's, um, you know, John Feldman is, is another legend, especially in the, the pop punk scene. And like you said, they're, they're just people ultimately at the end of the day, they're just people, but you know, there's also that, that history of their name. Right. For sure. I, I actually recently uh, read Travis Barker's book, uh, Can I Say, and it's it's a phenomenal book. I couldn't even put it down, um, but it was crazy as I was reading it, knowing that he was also helping us out. And um, I mean, at, at the end of the day, like you said, they're just people, but they're, uh, they, they push you to be better yourself. You know, seeing that type of talent makes you want to be the best version of yourself you can be, and that's what's awesome about it. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, he's got what, like... 30-something years worth of music knowledge uh, to, to impart on you guys. Exactly. He's just, uh, he's been through it all. He's an expert in the field. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, one of the songs, too, that we went in with came out completely differently, uh, and I love it so much for that. He just, like, he chopped it up and just, like, basically where we had fast drums in the demo version are now, like, slow halftime drums and where we had slow halftime drums, they're the fast drums now. He just like turned the whole song on its head, and it just sounds so awesome. So it was really cool to have that. Right. That, that's ultimately what you want in a producer is a, you know an outside opinion, someone that's not so attached to the song the way we are, and we're hearing things that we don't hear. So it was uh, it was great that the songs come out really really great. Yeah, I was I, years ago. I was talking to uh, Ryan Key from Yellow Card, and he made that comment about. Um, Neil Avron about being able to just hear your demo and see the potential of that song and be like, Mm -hmm. okay, we're changing this, this, and here it is, remix it. And then you guys sit there and go, did we even write this? You know, like, it's so good. How did we know, you know? Totally. That's the thing. I mean, Travis Barker is not just a master drummer. He also has that ear as a producer. Uh, He's he's something else. (laughs) Yeah, it was really cool. It was a cool experience. For sure. Um, so back to the tour a little bit. You said you're out with, um, Say We Can Fly. Is that right? 
Yep. Yeah, we're doing a co-headliner with them, so we're both going to be swapping off every few nights uh, on who closes out the night. But um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, from April second to May tenth. We start in Boston and end in Philly, so we go all the way around the country in between that. Yeah, big loop. Are you guys uh, bringing your own uh, like opening acts, or is it going to be locals? Um, so we have a couple unannounced uh, opening acts that'll be on for some of it, um, and then there will be um, some local bands. Um, so if any of you guys listen to this podcast right now, want to play with us, reach out to your promoter, and maybe uh, you can end up on the show. So. <laughs> awesome. Um, I think that's really about all I've got. You guys, let's talk about, I guess, the plans for, for 2020 are this spring tour, and then is the plan for the, the album or EP summer, fall, not sure yet? Um, yeah, so our plans right now, we're going to put out um, a couple singles between now and the end of summer. Um, we're doing this full U.S. tour. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say, but we'll be going to Europe right after that. So. Well, this isn't going to uh, go live until like April 1st, so the night before oh, the tour. Cool. So I think you'll be okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, perfect. It'll be uh, should be announced by then. So uh, we're actually taking the Say We Can Fly makeout tour uh, over to the UK and Europe as well. Um, so we'll be doing that after the full US run. Um, and then yeah, we're working on some fall plans as well. I actually just got off the phone with our manager a little while ago, and he was telling me about some stuff that we're lining up. So it's gonna be a busy year. We're gonna be back in the full swing of things, and we'll have some new tunes out. And uh, yeah, we're just really looking forward to the future. Awesome. That's everything I've got, so I'm going to give you the chance to uh, just plug. Actually, you know what? We're going to do something. I just talked to a, an artist last night, and she came up with a really good idea, so I'm going to start it out with you guys. Uh, the ridiculous question to end the interview before I let you plug everything is <laughs> if you got to pick your celebrity parents, who would they be and why? Oh, man. It depends because so many of the great rock stars are like also crazy. Right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, yeah, would it cool, be cool to have Tommy Lee? Yeah, but that would also be insane. <laughs> um, uh, go ahead, Tyler. I don't know. Mark Hoppus seems, I mean, Mark Hoppus seems like he'd be a pretty cool dad. Not only is he a legend, but like, he just seems very dad-like. Yeah. Seems like he'd be a, a good answer. parent. <laughs> <laughs> Great answer. I'm sure Adam Sandler would be pretty cool too, something like that. Dude, yeah, Adam Sandler would be cool. I don't know, Bill Gates has a pretty level head on his shoulders too. <laughs> Bill Gates might not be too bad. I actually heard, fun fact, I heard, I could be wrong on this, but uh, that Bill Gates is not leaving any money to any of his kids in the will because he wants them to earn it themselves. Yeah, that's why I think he'd be a cool parent because like, right. he's got a good head on his shoulders, you know? Right, just teaching the Make kids. Make me work for it. Yep, for yeah, for sure. I've actually heard that as well, that him and, and Melinda are planning on, whenever it does happen that they pass away, that it's all going to charity or um, rolling into the Microsoft you know, corporation as a, a charity that they do. So um, I've heard that as well, that he's planning on not leaving them anything. Very cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. If he was my dad, I'd probably beg him for a little money to get makeup, makeout going, but other than that, 
Right. At least get me started. You know what I mean? Like you, you don't have right. to set me up forever, but get me started. So I appreciate it, guys. That's all I've got. So let's do the the standard ending question. You know, what do you want to plug? All your socials, all that sort of stuff. Cool. Real quick, shout out to my own parents too. I don't think I would trade. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's very sweet of you, Kyle. Yeah, you never know. They're probably listening. But uh, yeah, um, you can follow us on it's at Makeout Official. That's uh, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, I believe Facebook YouTube, too. Right? Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. They're all. Everything is Makeout Official. Um, you can check out the dates for the tour at LonelyHeartsTour.com. You can get all your tickets and VIP. Uh, stuff there and um yeah just be on the lookout for we're gonna have a new single out as the tour starts so be on the lookout for some new music for makeout awesome guys i appreciate it i'll be sure to link everything as well and i'll i'll put out teaser stuff as we get a little closer to to the release and everything um but yeah once the new music's out we'd you know love to have you back on the show and we'll talk about you know the new album and everything from there sounds good we'll yeah have for some, sure some tour stories probably by then and you know? Yeah. Yeah, where are you located, Josh? Uh, I'm about an hour north of Indianapolis, so I did see that you're going to swing by, so I'll, I'll definitely try to hit that show. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Come on up. Yeah, for sure, man. Sorry, on the guest list. Awesome. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate it, man. Thanks. Yeah, great talking to you. Great talking. Yep, thanks. All right. See ya. Later. Bye. And that was our conversation with Make Out. Um, so that was Kyle and Tyler. I really appreciate them taking the time to do that interview, have that conversation with me. Um, learned a lot of stuff, you know, obviously new music coming, the new tour, uh, which obviously, as I said before the episode here, this conversation actually took place before any of the lockdowns or the, the COVID crisis began, really. And obviously none of us could have expected uh, to have tours be delayed or postponed or canceled or anything like that. So uh, the tour has been postponed. They have not, from what I've seen, announced any new dates yet, but I will be keeping in close contact with the guys to help promote that as soon as um, the new dates are available. Definitely recommend you give them a follow on you know, Facebook Instagram, wherever, Twitter, whatever you, uh, you know, your preferred social media is. I'll have links to all their social medias in the description of this podcast as well as over on our website. Um, you know, anything you guys can do to help out bands during this time too is going to be huge. So jump over, uh, make sure you're buying merch, streaming their music, um, even just sharing their posts is going to be huge for a lot of these bands to to know that their fans are still there and still engaged and and you know care about them and want them to to be putting out content. Um, a lot of bands have also taken to Facebook and Instagram Live and done you know little shows or little acoustic things, um, Q and A's, all sorts of stuff. So if there's any of those that you would like to see us be a part of. Uh, let us know. Uh, we'd be happy to co-host with any any of the bands that we've talked to already or maybe any bands that, that you want to see more of a Q&A or kind of a, in a sense, a live podcast, you know, doing um, maybe a co-hosting and 
taking some questions from Instagram Live or Facebook Live, uh, and just having really good conversations. You know, we're we're totally up for that. So let us know. Let the bands know what you think, what you want uh, to see them do. A lot of these bands, again, with the downtime that they have right now, um, they're they're looking for outlets as well. You know, nobody really likes being cooped up in the house when it's forced. You know, it's totally different when you want to be at home, but when you're told that you have to be at home, the the rebellious side of everyone kicks in and, you know, you just want to do what you want to do. So, uh, again, guys, that's pretty much everything I've got this week. Um, jump over to our website, jump over into the shop specifically. Um, that's youmakethescene.com slash shop. I actually just released a new shirt um, that we're going to run through the end of April for sales, and the profits from this shirt are actually going to be donated to Music Cares. Uh, Music Cares is a great organization that was set up by the Recording Academy back in like the, the late 80s. Um, so they've got some really cool stuff going on right now where... Um, because so many artists have been affected by the COVID crisis and having to postpone tours and, you know, maybe you're seeing some financial hardships. They've set up a COVID crisis fund that we will be donating our, our profits from the shirt to, um, to try to assist as much as we can. Uh, we're going to be doing that at least initially through a Spotify resource. Um, Spotify has the music relief fund that they're doing. Basically, if you go to their site and then select one of, I believe it's three different charities, um, they're going to do matching donations up to $10 million. Uh, there's a lot of controversy in that with, you know, some some artists are talking about why don't you just raise the stream limit, uh, you know, the payout for per stream and all that. Um, we're not going to get into the politics of that, but basically we just want to do as much as we can to, to really support these, um, artists that are not able to, to be out on the road right now. Um, last thing for us is, well, back to the shirt. It's called quarantine the scene. Um, you can't miss it. There's going to be a little pop-up window that if you just click on that, it'll take you directly to that shirt. Um, but yeah, it, Really appreciate you guys doing anything you can to help out. Um, again, 100% of the profits from that shirt are going to go to um, Music Cares and, you know, try to help as many artists as we can. All of that being said, uh, we're going to keep doing interviews and, you know, try to keep posting as much as we can and just, you know, bringing some sort of content to you guys. I know a lot of people have really enjoyed the podcasts, and we love doing them. Uh, these conversations are a lot of fun, and I think for fans, it's it's always nice to um, be able to connect in, in some sort of way without the artist being on tour. So, if you guys could, give us a like, give us a follow. Um, you can follow us on Instagram, and that's just at you make the scene. You can follow us on Facebook uh, or like us on Facebook, and that is facebook.com slash youmakethescene. Um, we have Twitter. We don't use it a whole lot, but that is uh, at youmakethescene. 
Um, and then obviously here on Spotify, Apple, uh, Google Play, whatever uh, streaming service you're using currently, give us a like, a share, a follow on there as well. Um, you know, the, the more you guys do that, the more outreach we have and the more interviews we can bring you um, with different artists and everything. So hope you guys are staying safe. Um, you know, stay inside, wash your hands. Um, you know, now's the perfect time to really kind of self-reflect a little bit and, you know, come together as a, a country really to protect each other. So um, I always say it on my outros and I'll say it again. Um, before I get into that, though, we are going to take you out with the song Crazy by Makeout. And as always, guys, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and remember, you make the scene. Every time